Thursday. It's Thursday, Aaron. Jesus. going on it's the tamale mafia podcast the place where everything and nothing collide i'm aaron your host and uh it's thursday it's time for the thursday weekly recap and uh i hope you guys have had a good week so far Check out this tune from Ben Sound. Dude, check this out. You can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Podcast Addict, Overcast, and a bunch of other places. Or uh, just go to Google and type in Tamale Mafia. We're the only thing out there. It gives you all the platforms. Just search around until you find the one you want. Or just go into your favorite listening device, click on the app that you listen through, Go to the little search icon, search Tamale Mafia. You can find our pages that way. You can subscribe. This is what I need you to do. I need you to like. I need you to share. I need you to comment. I need you to post. I mean, you can really help me out if you did that kind of stuff. All right, so what's been going on, guys? Um, weekly, weekly recap episode. Uh, so Monday's episode, I had you know I had cousin Russ, no Mike Russ, <laughs> was uh was on the episode, um, and so I had a couple of comments about about that. And here's the thing, he I have two microphones, <laughs> okay. I tried. I was like, let's get you uh, mic'd up. And he was like, no, 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 no. I don't do that. I don't want a mic. I'm not going to be involved. I don't want to talk. And I was like, okay, well, at least hang out with me while I do it. Because I got to get this episode out, you know. And he was like, well, yeah, of course I'll do that. Um, 
And, you know, then I was like, well, you're not going to be able to hear the whole production if you don't have uh, headphones on. So here, listen in. So, you know, plugged him in with some headphones so he could hear the music and everything. And and uh, then he just he started talking. So, you know, I know you that it was difficult to hear, especially if you were not listening with headphones, earbuds or through a stereo system. If you're just kind of listening on your phone's speaker, it's going to be hard to hear him. Um, but go back. Get the old earbuds, the uh, AirPods, <laughs> the, the little Q-tips sticking out of your ear. What a dude! AirPods are. I'm sorry if you listen to are listening to me right now through AirPods. Great, thank you for listening. But that is nerd gear, okay? AirPods are very nerdy, in my opinion. Uh, so are Bluetooth headphones. I don't know. I prefer the uh, traditional earbuds with the wire. Uh, my studio headphones um, have a, a wire. I mean, it's okay to be old school sometimes. Anyway, so No Mike Russ was on the program, and we had a good time. Hopefully next time he comes in, he'll he's just mic shy. He's like, man, I don't like the sound of my own voice. Most people don't. It's not unique to him. Most people don't like the sound of their own voice. I've said it before. I've been listening to my own recorded voice since I was a, a little kid. Um, when I started speaking uh, in front of churches, you know, preaching when I was a little kid, at like six or seven years old, started singing. Um, I've heard my recorded voice most of my life. So it doesn't bother me. In fact, um, I'm one of the few people I know that actually prefers my recorded voice. So when I hear myself recorded, I'm like, yeah, I actually, I think I sound better um, on, on stereo through a microphone than I do in my own head when I'm just talking to people and, you know, in general. Um, that's not really the case usually for most people. So most people don't like the way they sound recorded. And then it sounds odd or weird to them when they hear it back. So that was kind of Russ's thing. It was like, I don't like the way it sounds, so I'm just going to kind of sit back. Um, but he got pulled into the conversation and, and kind of the, the whole vibe of the show is to get people involved. And, you know, you can't really sit in this room without wanting to, to, uh, have something to contribute. So, um, uh, so having said that, I just want you to know that, uh, who, you know, this is why I, I told one of my buddies that, that texted me like, man, I wish Russ would have been on the mic because, you guys were good together, and it would have been really cool to hear him better. And I was just like, man, it, it just, to me, that's the uniqueness of this show. The uniqueness of the show is who the fuck would else would put on a guest who doesn't want a microphone? <laughs> that's me. Like, I'm the only motherfucker who would do that. So, um, so you know, I think it's the, it adds to the uniqueness of the show. Speaking of the uniqueness of the show, I've been... Checking out the old analytics. Let me pull these up here. And something funny's been going on um, because I have managed to whittle down my listening base. <laughs> I've managed to retain about half of what I started with. Um, my last few episodes have have retained about half of the listeners from the first few episodes of this season. You know, we brought it back. So when we made our comeback, uh, it kind of, it, 
it, it was, you know, 30 or more listens per episode now. And then it went to the twenties and now we're kind of in the teens. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with that. It's like, you know, of course I want there to be a billion listeners, but man, it's going to start where it's going to start and it's going to go where it's going to go. Um, all I can do is ask if you repeat, you keep coming back and you keep checking out new episodes. Just please help me get the word out and share it and stuff and kind of try to find new people. Cause you know, I mean, there, the first couple episodes were sketchy and we had some production issues and stuff like that. So maybe I lost some people along the way. I'm trying to get better at this. I'm trying to have better, more entertaining content. I got, um, more plans to bring in more people. So you hear other voices than just mine, but you know, uh, I can only do what I can do. And what I'm doing is best I can do right now. So, uh, all I can say is thank you for those 15 or so, uh, of you who have come back for new episodes. Um, and uh this is our this is our breeding ground this is our our launching place um so having said all that the uh oh and you know we're still basically an international show mexico dropped off my mexican friends didn't come back um i still have one from the uh republic of iran i don't think they're coming back Canada was still at one. I don't think they're coming back. Australia is still sitting at 14. I don't think they're coming back. But the old U.S. is still hanging in there. And, of course, that's my uh, lead demographic. Hopefully the uh, U.S. hangs in there because otherwise, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'll try to reappeal to the people in uh, Australia. Come back, Australia. Um. So, yeah, man, Dallas, Fort Worth. San Antonio, East Texas, Houston, all really strong, really strong uh, in the listening field. Burleson's got three. Thank you, Burleson. Um, Trying not to shit on you this week. So I think we're doing okay. We're doing okay, man. But I really could use those likes and shares and stuff. Um, I joke around a lot about you know, share this with people you hate or, <laughs> you know, things like that. But, uh, I do, I would appreciate a share, um, aside from the jokes, but Hey man, if you got to share it with somebody you hate, then do that too. I'm okay with that. Uh, all right, man. So I got a couple minutes here left in this segment. Um, I think actually I'm going to save, I'm going to save my next story for the next segment. So I think we're going to go into our break a little bit early here. And then, uh, and then I'm going to tell you how I got double skunked. Yeah. It, it sounds as, as it may not be as, as horrible as it sounds, but it's as horrible as it sounds. Okay. Double skunked coming up next.
Nice, nice. Thanks, Ben Sound. Um, all right, so I was going to tell you guys about how I got double skunked um, yesterday uh, again. Your Thursday, my Wednesday. So this happened on Tuesday. Uh, so I live in East Texas, right? So my mom was in Dallas, and so I had to go go get her um, from this whatever thing she was doing um, and bring her back to East Texas. So uh, my mom, she doesn't drive, but she's... <laughs> She says she she would drive if she had a car. She doesn't have a car right now. Um but she she always says if I had a car I would drive. But I'm like, you had a car and I still drove you everywhere. You didn't drive anywhere on your own. So I always tell her, you ain't going nowhere's. You know, I'm like even if you had a car, where are you gonna go? You're not going anywhere. You're gonna wait for me to come get you and drive you around. So I don't mind driving <clears throat> Miss Daisy, um, but <sighs> delicious tea from my Advocare Gronk Kowski ice shaker. Anyway, um, so I was going to pick up my mom, and it's an hour and a half drive. It's not too bad. Mostly country roads, and then straight up highway. Um, it's about half and half. So. I was driving down this uh, country road, and it's one lane each direction for part of the way, and then it goes into, like, two lanes because it allows for passing and stuff um, every few miles. And so uh, we were coming into a passing zone, and there was, a, a, a like, a mobile trailer, like an RV kind of trailer. Um, it was, like, a pull-behind or what do they call them? Anyway, um it was connected to a truck, right? So it's driving down the road, and my brother and his family just recently moved into a, a trailer that was very similar to to the one that I was watching being driven down the road, and I was kind of looking at it like, oh, it's like my brother's trailer. Um, and I was just kind of thinking about that, and I didn't realize that there was something in my lane when I was driving. Now, I've got my window down because my... um mirror uh got <laughs> okay i got i have a truck right a ford and the truck has those like extended kind of um mirrors that are used for hauling so you can like see down the, all the way down to your trailer uh and and so i was in fort worth one time with uh my brother and his wife my brother adrian and his wife i've got a couple other brothers too, but I was with Adrian and his wife and then, uh, JC there. That's shout out to JC. Uh, and then I was with Paul from the just breathe podcast and his wife, Nicole. And we were out in down, downtown Fort Worth, um, like just hanging out, eating, going dancing and stuff. Anyway, I'd parked my truck in this, in like the, one of the spots that I could find, but it was like along a busy, um, side street. But I didn't realize it was that busy of a side street when I parked there. And I totally forgot to tuck my mirrors in. And so when I came back to my truck at the end of the night, my mirror was like flipped all the way the wrong direction. <laughs> like when it tucks in, it tucks in against the window. Well, this thing was like pushed over onto like the hood like area, like above the tire. You know, it was just flipped the wrong way. And the whole thing was broken. Um 
And so rather than properly fix it, I just uh, got some uh, like T-Rex tape and taped it up. (laughs) So occasionally when I'm driving on the highway, it'll start to shut itself. It'll start to tuck itself back towards my window um, because the uh, wind, you know, pressing, pushing against it and it just, it's all broken inside. So it just kind of starts to shut. So anyway, I had rolled my window down to push my my mirror back into position and it like it didn't feel that bad outside. I had been running the AC and so I was like, hey, I'm going to cut the AC and just kind of feel the breeze for a little while. And so I'm feeling the breeze, this beautiful sunshiny day, like perfect weather, man. And then I'm looking at this trailer and then all of a sudden I hit something and my first thought was like, oh my God, I hope it wasn't like a board with nails or a spike strip of some kind, you know? Um, and so that was my first thought. And then it's, you know, like, okay, what, what did I hit? And I'm looking in the rearview mirror and there's like, it's an obvi- it's obviously an animal and there's chunks kind of like flying. Um, and I, and then I immediately realized that uh, I had hit a skunk. And then my second near immediate realization was that the skunk had already been uh, hit before. So it was dead on the road. So when I say I got double skunked, what I mean is that I got the, the skunk odor and rotting flesh odor that like, splattered on on the underside of my truck and I'm lucky because uh I'm just I'm just lucky that it didn't fly up into my truck it didn't like because you know with my window down or didn't like splatter on my arm or something I would have freaked out dude seriously I would have I would have panicked (laughs) I would have just turned around I would have gone home um, with like my arm hanging out the window, uh, screaming the whole way. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I don't know, dude, I would have, I would have been, Oh, one time, uh, I've had several things that have happened with windows down in that truck. And, and one time I was driving on the highway, like full blown highway windows down. This was before I had the AC fixed. And so it was hot and all the windows were down uh, and something smacked my, my headrest behind me, behind my head, you know, something thumped it. And I kind of was like, you know, I look, I was looking, I didn't feel anything or see anything. I was like, I wonder what that was. And then a little bit later, uh, I thought something was like tickling my, my leg hair. (laughs) because <laughs> I was wearing shorts, right? And in my brain, I envisioned this, um, like a paper, a receipt or something that was maybe sticking out from like the console or something, you know, just kind of blowing in the wind. And then I looked down and there was no papers or receipts or anything flapping around. So I was like, oh, that's probably not good. And I, and so I looked down at my leg and there's a, like 
a very large red wasp. Not not a, not a little one. <laughs> a big ass, like, fucking huge, prehistoric-sized red wasp crawling up my leg. And I'm allergic, okay? I have an allergy to wasps and bees and that kind of stuff where uh, I'll go into, like, anaphylactic shock, like, you know. Uh, so I'm... I'm like, huh, huh. <laughs> you know, I see this huge fucking thing crawling up my leg and I'm like, oh my God. And so I, uh, I, I like, I'm, I'm really embarrassed to say this because, uh, I dri- I like, you know, driving is my thing. Um, I'm a traffic, uh, officer. <laughs> so sometimes I'm in, I'm having to drive at a high rate of speed or, you know, to get from, one site to another or to an emergency call or maybe uh, somebody is attempting to, to flee my presence or something like that, you know? So um, I, I pride, I try to take pride in the fact that I'm, that I can, that I drive and I can drive aggressively and, and safely at the same time. But when there was a fucking prehistoric sized dinosaur wasp crawling up my leg, I panicked and I just like, I nearly had an accident on the highway. I went from like the one side of the highway. I immediately like crossed across all the lanes. Fortunately for me and everybody else in the world, there was nobody else on the highway. There was no cars around me or near me at the time. It was like a big open, just me on the highway. So I just were, you know, cut across and then ah, cut back the other way. And so I'm like doing this, like, you know, swervy thing. It's kind of like in Tommy boy, when they go off into the, (laughs) into the, uh, uh, field and they're like bees, you know, it was like that. Um, and I, I stopped on the side of the road and I jumped out of the truck and this thing had like fallen down on the carpet. It was kind of like crawling around. And so I, uh, unfortunately I ended its life because I was extremely concerned that it would end mine. So, you know, it was like, it's either going to be me or you, Mr. Wasp. But, you know, I couldn't trust that I would, simply shoo him away and he would not fly back into my truck or try to, uh, retaliate. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that happened. And then there was another time that I was cruising down that same highway and windows down pre AC arm out the window, like feeling the breeze. You know, you do that thing with your hand where you kind of make an airfoil out of it. And so you're like, you know, you, you, flatten your hand out horizontal to the horizon and then you lift your your uh the forward edge of your hand up and it, the wind takes it up and then you drop the forward edge of your hand and the wind blows it down you know so you're kind of like playing with lift and uh you know that kind of stuff i was kind of flying my my arm in the breeze of of the road and and uh man this this bug freaking exploded into my arm it was like like a like a, a a smack and it, and it sounded like a slap like somebody slapped me on the arm and it was immediately chunks of bug splatter all over my face my chest i mean like my arm it was chunks it was like a lar- i don't know what size bug it was but it hit my arm and splattered into like oblivion it's kind of like i guess exactly like when a when a bug hits your windshield except it hit my arm and it exploded but 
it's like it was uh, some kind of wasp or something, and it it uh, fucking went into my my arm ass first. <laughs> I don't know how it did that. I mean, was it flying and uh, not fast enough? And I I came upon it, and so I I basically batted it like a like a baseball bat with my arm from behind, or did it? Like see the last second, see my my arm coming, and just you know imagine him putting on his air brakes and uh, whipping his his little ass end into my arm like like oh shit I'm gonna die so I'm gonna take you out too motherfucker you know and just bang right into my arm and uh, I mean it, it hurt because like I said it felt like a slap. And then there was splatter pieces everywhere. And I'm like, ah, disgusting. And then my arm was like burning. And I look in, there's, there's a, uh, I have a tattoo on my forearm and there was a, uh, stinger buried right in the middle of it. And so I, uh, plucked the, the stinger out. I mean, I know how to do it. Okay. I know you don't squeeze it or pinch it. You scrape it from the bottom. I mean, I've been, my dad used to raise bees when I was a kid. So I know how to how to handle the stings and stuff, but uh, the the thing still swelled, and I had this huge like swell on my arm. It was all red, and then it turned itchy, and then it was like rock hard and hot. And then one of my buddies was like, "Hey man, I think you're uh, I think you're allergic." And he was a nurse, and so he was like, "Congratulations, you're allergic to bees." Or whatever wasp, you know, whatever insect it was that hit you. And I didn't know. I had no idea that I was uh, allergic um, like that. And then uh, soon after that, well, another couple of years later, I guess, not soon, but uh, another couple of years later, I had, um, I was sitting at Starbucks on the patio and I, I, uh, somehow a wasp or something just kind of landed on my back. And I don't know if I, if I moved and kind of brushed it, brushed it into the chair or something. I don't know, but it buried its stinger into my back. And that thing fucked me up, man. Like my hand was on fire. It got me on my left side of my back and my whole hand, my left hand was like, like itching and burning at the same time and tingling. And then it moved up my arm, and my whole arm was, like, doing the same thing, the itchy, burny, <laughs> burny, itching and burning and whatever. Um, and then it moved, <laughs> you know, up my arm more. Then it started in my foot, my left foot. It moved up my leg, and I was like, oh, shit, what is going on here? Um, and then, so I, you know, I had never experienced that any of that before, and I was like, could it be from that fucking sting on my back because I felt it sting you know and I and I squished it uh I think or something and uh yeah I squished the bug caught the the little thing it was a tiny little I thought it was like a fire ant or something but uh, whatever it was um it was like the size of a fire ant but it had wings anyway that thing fucked me up man I started getting like uh I couldn't think straight and uh, I started getting real dizzy and like disoriented and then um i was gonna go get some benadryl 
at the store because there's the store was like right behind the the grocery store was right behind the Starbucks. So I was gonna I just went in there. To, I was gonna get some Benadryl, but I was kind of found myself like walking in circles because I couldn't remember what I was doing in there. And then I called my mom and she couldn't understand what I was saying. And so I was just like, I guess I get a little hospital because um, I'm not making any sense and I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, and so I. I mean, luckily, dude, I don't even know uh, how, but I I made it back into my vehicle, my truck, and I drove down the street to this little ER thing. And by the time I walked in there, I could hardly walk. Uh, my motor skills were starting to go. I was I couldn't speak. Uh, and, and then they immediately took me to the back and started shooting me full of um, epinephrine and adrenaline both. And uh, that is a wild ride. Man, if you take if you take four shots of that stuff, <laughs> that is a wild ride. And then, uh, so I survived. But the the doctor was like, "Yeah, whatever got you, man. It got you right on the back. I can see the sting there. But man, that messed you up. So your your uh, allergy to these insects is like increasing. And so I didn't realize because um, when I was a kid, I'd been stung by bees. Because like I said, my dad raised bees, and so I didn't have any reaction to them other than you know you get that little like red soreness little soreness you know and it kind of hurts for a couple of days but uh as far as like any kind of real reaction to it it the first time i had that was with i had my arm out the window that day um and i guess that happened before the red one the prehistoric one crawling up my leg i guess <laughs> i don't know because i knew i was already had an allergy by then so i guess i got them in, in reverse order but anyway um, so yeah, I didn't know until that day that I, that I had any kind of allergy until my buddy was like, Hey man, that's an allergy because of how you reacted to it. And then he warned me like, it'll increase over time. Like your next one will probably be pretty bad. And he was right. The next one was really bad. Um, and then the doctor at the ER was like, yeah, if you get stung again, it's probably, you're probably not going to make it. Um, as long as you did this time, this time you were lucky to be able to get here um, but the next time you'll probably have an immediate reaction. And so that's really fucking scary because <laughs> those things are everywhere in the summer in Texas, man. doesn't matter where you go. You get stung by anything. Just, I mean, like I said, I was just driving down the street those t- other times. So, uh, anyway, but, uh, that's, that is, I went a long way around, um, I went. I, I don't know how I ended up there from getting double skunked, but yeah, I got double skunked. And then the funny thing was that I was trying to like air the truck out and stuff because I mean it just it's on the bottom and you can just smell it. And I, so I was like, window down. Oh, it's horrible. Window up. Oh God, it's still horrible. And I know it was like I didn't know where it was coming from. You know, is it inside the truck? Is it just from the outside? What am I smelling? You know, where's it? The source? And it was just horrible. I was like, really got to the point where it was like uh, almost unbearable to breathe. Um, and then when I picked up my mom, she, <laughs> she was, I laughed so hard cause she goes, she goes, uh, Aaron, why does your truck smell like pot? <laughs> and that was, that was so funny to me cause you know, I've always called that, uh, you know, skunk weed, I guess people know, if you know what skunk weed is, you know when you smell it, it smells like a skunk. And so she's she got in my chair. She goes, "Why does your truck smell like pot?" I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> uh, I got skunked. I got double skunked." 
But uh, hey, man, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to check out what's in the news because, good Lord, there's a lot to cover. And uh, I don't know that that I have the the time or the energy to go through it all tonight, but we're going to figure it out, man. We're going to take a look at what's in the news right after this. Spotify, iTunes, Podcast Addict. Hit the little search button. Check out Tamale Mafia. You can find this podcast there. Go to facebook.com forward slash Tamale Mafia, and that'll give you all the links you need. Most of the links you need. Uh, I'm trying to get a website coming soon. Still working on that. Website coming soon. Um, And then uh, what else? You can go to, I guess, Facebook, shows. Oh, yeah. Well, you can go to shows.pippa.io forward slash Tamale Mafia if you can remember all of that. That's kind of the main host site. But, uh, yeah, man, just go to Google. Google Tamale Mafia. Be like, check that shit out. It's all right there. And then send it to your friends. Send it to your allies. Send it to your enemies. Send it to your ex-mother-in-law. Yo, bitch, check this shit out. Word. Oh, alrighty then. What the fuck is going on in the news, man? <laughs> There's just so much to talk about, and I don't know where to start. Uh, Jussie, you know, we've been following the saga of Jussie on this thing. What the hell happened? I mean, we were right there, man. We were right there. We were looking, I mean, we were, we were, we had the, we had the charges, 16 felony counts. We were there. And the the fact that this thing got got dropped, man. The fact that this thing got dropped, that all the charges, all the counts were dropped, is shady. It, it is, does not sound right to me, man. Something is up. Something happened there. Reminded me of when, uh, remember when Bill Clinton met with that chick on the tarmac? That chick that was supposed to be investigating Hillary. 
And then Bill went and had a meeting with her in her airplane. <laughs> His airplane pulled up next to hers. I mean, dude, that's how that's how the the mega rich meet. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, man, let's meet at uh, Starbucks, and then, you know, we we go to Starbucks, and, and then there's like other people, I guess, they meet in their in their limos. <laughs> But these these people, man, they met in their airplanes. And uh, so his airplane pulls up. He jumps off. He goes over to her airplane. He goes in there. It has a like a 30 or 45-minute conversation with her. Uh, he said about grandkids. Come on, man. Come on, man. And then like two days later, they're like, oh, yeah, Hillary didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> oh, man. So... Anyway, that's kind of the feeling I got about this Jussie thing, man. I think something's up. I think somebody talked to somebody, somebody pulled some strings, and then Jussie all of a sudden got his little case uh, let, you know, they dropped it, and he got his little chance to go and be be along his way uh, with two hours of, of community service he's got to do for Jesse Jackson. I mean, come on, dude. What the hell is that shit? So, I don't know. I don't think it's over. I don't think this is the last time we're going to hear from Jussie. Because, first of all, if if these charges don't get brought up again, and this whole thing just kind of goes away, uh, I don't think Jussie's learned his lesson. I think Jussie's going to put himself back in the news, and Jussie's going to do some more shit to get himself arrested. That's what I think. If nothing else, because... Uh, it's too easy at this point. It's too easy at this point. So, um, yeah, just stay tuned, man. I don't think we're done with with hearing from from old Jussie. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that's going on in the news. Um, and then, and then, um. And then uh this whole this whole thing with Michael Avenatti of Avenatti 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 Hammer Hammer here <laughs> Oh man Hammer Hammer here I don't know how to pronounce his name Avenatti Anyway this guy this guy the porn lawyer they call him. <laughs> Can you imagine having that name? What did this guy do, man? This guy was like, "Oh, I've got the goods. I got the goods on Kavanaugh. Uh, I got the goods. Everybody's gonna. I got the goods on on Trump. We're gonna get him." That turned out to be a nothing burger, as they say. Um, Kavanaugh, he he dropped the ball there. He had nothing. Uh, and then, okay, so he was like, he had, he, I mean, uh, he was so arrogant in his attempts to, one, stay in the news, uh, but his, I'm going to get you sucker kind of attitude that he had about the Trump family and so arrogant, man. And then turns out he had, not only did he have nothing, 
and and fail to produce the results that he promised um, in those highly controversial situations that he put himself in. Turns out he was uh, fucking, what's the word? Extorting Nike, trying to get $25 million out of them so that he wouldn't go public with some information that they had already whistle blew themselves on. <laughs> they were already cooperating with uh, the FBI on this uh, scandal about they, they were, I guess, paying college kids to uh, use their gear or something like that, you know, to uh, perform better. I don't know what they were what they were paying them for, but there was some kind of scandal about that, and they, they were, like, cooperating with the authorities. And then um, Avenatti got himself involved and was like, hey, man, I got this information about what you're doing, and if you don't pay me $25 million and hire me as your attorney, I'm going to go make this shit public. And they were like, oh, okay, well, um, we'll get back to you on that. And then they called the FBI and uh, got themselves wiretapped and set them up. <laughs> They're like, we will not be extorted. You can't touch us. We will. We will. We can only extort ourselves. Um, no, they were like, we, we, uh, we, you ain't gonna play that shit on us. So yeah, man, he got busted for that. And then there was something else that he, I think he had a, uh, this issue with, um, uh, he, oh, hang on. He'd won a case for a lady and then set up a bank account for her for the settlement, which was like in the millions or hundreds of thousands or something, you know, it was a lot of money. And he set up this bank account to, so that they could wire transfer the, the, uh, settlement to her. And then sometime later when she realized she still didn't have her money, she was like, Hey, where's, where's my money? And then (laughs) Avenatti was like, bitch, ain't no money. (laughs) He, he, he like, he, gave them his own bank account. Like he had set up this own, this bank account that only he had access to and they transferred the money there. And then he just took it. Like, how do you think you're not going to get caught doing that? There has to be more to that story, right? I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, I got my, I get my news from the Hodge twins. So I don't know exactly what happened there. (laughs) If you guys haven't seen the Hodge twins, man, go check them out. Those guys are hilarious. The old Hodge twins. So anyway, man, what else is going on in the news? So, um, Jesse got his charges dropped. Michael Avenatti goes to jail or got arrested. Um, and then the I guess the biggest news. Oh, there's a couple of things that are big news, man. There, one of the. Uh, one of the things that's really big news is that is this Mueller, 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 Meller, Mueller. This Mueller, 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 Mueller report that came out that he uh, handed off to um, Barr. Okay, now let's go find out who Barr is. Hang on. Hang on. 
a second. the microphone allergies are killing me dude oh my god my eyes a constant deep shade of red come on what was I looking for oh yeah this guy bar 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 what's his job again bar let's see Oh, Attorney General. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, so the Attorney General, Mueller, 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 hands his report that he has taken two solid fucking years and like $50 million to do, where everybody on one side of the aisle was like, God bless him. He's our hero. Uh, celebrities were like thanking him in their award speeches <laughs> when they would win awards. Oh, I want to thank the Academy and Robert Mueller, 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 Miller, uh, Bueller. They were thanking him in their speeches because he was, apparently he was, they believed that he was on the path to putting Donald Trump in prison. And so they were like worshiping this guy and waiting on pins and needles and so excited and making predictions. It's coming. Mueller's closing in. Bueller's closing in. He's It's going to happen any day now. He's nearing a conclusion and then he he takes his investigation he hands it off to the attorney general the attorney general comes back and says there's no evidence no clear evidence of collusion now they didn't say it was a total exoneration but here's the thing if you don't find evidence of a crime then Legally, there that's an exoneration, right? There's no evidence that, that what they thought had happened with him uh, colluding with the Russians, there was no evidence that that happened. It did, it did, they couldn't find any in two years, and all the the stuff that they put people through, all the the research that they did in two solid years, they couldn't find a fucking thing to charge him with. And so they say there's no indictments, there's no collusion, no evidence of collusion. And these people on the other side of the aisle who had been worshiping Bueller for two years come out like, uh, first of all, we don't trust AG, the AG. We think he's lying, that there is evidence, but he just doesn't want to say there is. Um, and then other people are like, well, we knew that Bueller, Mueller, whatever his name is, however you say it, we 
thought that his investigation and his uh, whole this whole thing has been faulty and uh, flawed from the beginning, and we didn't trust him. But you were thanking him in your speeches, and you were calling him like the savior of your of the of the American dream or whatever. Because, uh, uh, but now you're saying that you didn't, you just weren't, you didn't think he was. Come on, man. Come on. You know how frustrating that is. I call that the Democrat double down. But it's not the, just the Democrats. It's all the people that were on that side, and they just doubled down. It's like, dude, there's no evidence. They're not going to do anything to him. Oh, we're we're still going to keep pressing. We're going to find it. Uh, we're gonna find evidence. That's that's that. Uh, there's got to be something somewhere. We're gonna find it, and they're gonna keep using more taxpayer dollars to investigate everything they can. Now they're talking about going after his business practices before he was even president. They're they're gonna go back and and look at his school records or whatever they're gonna do. They're gonna go back and dig up his childhood. They're gonna dig up his parents and uh, have them exhumed and and uh, redo the, do more autopsies to see if they were uh, colluded against. <laughs> I don't know, man. It doesn't stop, dude. Let it just. It doesn't stop, and it's it's wasting taxpayer dollars for something that's not there. And they won't. They won't let it go. It's unbelievable to me that uh, that that is that that is happening. That is that it's unbelievable. But moving on. Lastly, but not leastly, oh AOC, AOC, our old friend Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Her new Green Deal got. Dumped a hundred percent voted against. <laughs> Come on, a hundred percent, dude. A hundred percent voted against. Oh boy. That is some that is some interesting stuff right there. I'm going to here let's take a really quick break and then when I when we come back I'm going to talk a little bit more about that and then we're going to be done here. I don't want to go too long, but I got to say some more about this uh this green deal thing, okay? Let's let's take a little break ski and then um and then we come back and we're going to close up with with that green deal fall apart, <laughs> the green deal collapse. All right. Hey guys, if you like this podcast, if you've listened to more than one episode, please share it. Please share it. Come on, man. Just tell somebody. Just tell somebody you liked it. Come on. Do it. Do it. 
Oh, man. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is crying. Dude. They voted 0-4. I mean, 0 in favor of. Like, 4 in favor of. 57 against. <laughs> That's a total wipeout. <laughs> Uh, that's a total wipeout, man. Good Lord. Um, and so here's what happened. Here's what I really want to talk about. This guy, uh, this, this senator from Utah. Oh, my God. Have you guys seen this? I can't. I can't uh, play. I can't play it, I don't think, because I don't want to get... Um, I don't want to have my this episode yanked, but oh my lord, this guy went into um, where did he do this at? I guess during their vote or pre their pre vote whatever speeches, <laughs> and he showed a, a <laughs> he showed a picture of Ronald Reagan Ronald Reagan, okay, riding. A velociraptor holding an American flag <laughs> and Ronald Reagan shooting an Uzi with a rocket launcher strapped to his back. <laughs> oh, man. He says in his speech, he said, this is a, sp- a picture of former President Ronald Reagan firing a machine gun while riding on the back of a dinosaur. <laughs> there was no battle with or without velociraptors. The Cold War was won without firing a shot. <laughs> But, dude, he goes he goes on to say, when he talks about how the the new Green Deal wants to get rid of air, airplanes, they want to get rid of all the aircraft, and uh, and, and he was like, "How are we going to travel around?" He goes, uh, "It may be fine in tightly knit, congested areas like the Northeast, <laughs> but what about op- wide, expansive areas of open land like Alaska?" especially in the winter time. How are we going to get around? He goes, I present to you Tauntauns. <laughs> and he shows a picture of Luke Skywalker riding a Tauntaun from Star Wars. Oh, my God. So he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I, I present to you Tauntauns. And, he did, and then he starts talking about the value of Tauntauns and how... They can be used for transportation. Uh, <laughs> and then he says, okay, well, but what about our friends in Hawaii um, who are really uh, too far to swim and uh, jet skis use up too much fuel? <laughs> and so he goes, I present this to you. And he shows a picture from the old Super Friends cartoon of Aquaman riding a giant seahorse <laughs> and then he starts comparing like we're not sure exactly um, how the Tauntauns and the seahorse would affect um, like greenhouse gases since we're going to get rid of all the cows and I mean dude he just he it was like a an epic Epic level, master level trolling of the New Green Deal. And 
he basically says, like, he kind of tidies it up in the end because it's extremely sarcastic and it's it's way over the top. But he tidies it up at the end and he basically says, look, there is nothing. There were no serious ideas presented in the new Green Deal document. There's no uh, there was nothing that we could take seriously as an idea for actual change presented in that document. So this presentation has been just as ridiculous as what was offered up in that document. Um, and he also t- kind of talked about how uh, the how AOC was like I th- saying that she thinks that people need to stop having children in order to uh, combat climate change. And so he used, in his speech, he used things that would appeal to children like the Star Wars movies and the Super Friends uh, reference to Aquaman and things like that because he kind of wanted to make that point as well. Um, it's and it's really smartly done, but it's very, very humorous. Uh, if you go watch it, man, it's, it is something else. Um, it's one of the cooler things that I've seen done <laughs> in, uh, in, in a, in a Senate meeting. Um, and I don't know if he's taking any heat for it. If people are like, yeah, that's too, that's ridiculous or whatever. But, uh, I know he's gotten some, some interest and some people paid attention to what he's saying. You know, uh, I definitely think it was hilarious, but at the same time, I get his point. I get the point that he's making because that new green deal was, I mean, it was full of ridiculous information. And he even said, you know, that he goes, I know that the, uh, farting cows and things like that were, were part of the initial documents that were released that were not part of the actual language of the new green deal. He said, but here's, here's the point that I think we should take from that is that these people want us to trust them to, redesign our entire uh inner inner uh what do they call it our t- entire structure like our our uh oh gosh the word just skipped my mind but um like our entire system that we operate by in our society and our like our buildings and how we get our energy and all these things that are like really vital parts of our lives and we're not talking about some outstanding weird technology that's that's going to impact certain businesses I and mean, we're talking about a complete overhaul of the infrastructure bang that's the word i was looking for the infrastructure and uh like our culture completely redesigning it for our future and and a tr- total transformation of the american economy uh by ending air travel and retrofitting fitting every building in America and all this stuff that they're talking about. But he was saying, look, these people want us to trust them with that, but they couldn't even figure out how to properly release their own document the day that it was supposed to be released. And they had to come back and say, well, you know, that wasn't actually part of our document when we said we were going to get rid of farting cows. Well, you know, we didn't really mean that. They did. They meant it. They just took so much heat for saying it. You know, they actually sat in a room and went through that and actually typed that up <laughs> and thought, this is really good. This is really good. And then when it got put out there, 
everybody, including their own people, were like, are you stupid? Did you really, did you even read what you put out? And I think it was one of those things where it's like, you're, you have to come up with a reason why you were so stupid in the moment. <laughs> it's like, uh, one of our interns typed that up, and uh, we we told him that uh, not to release that, but they did. Uh, so we're gonna blame it on the interns, right? We're gonna blame it on the interns, but you're telling me that on the day that you promised to release this world changing document that you couldn't oversee it enough to to check what your intern was putting out there? You couldn't give it that much effort to, to make sure that what was being put out was proper. <laughs> you just let your interns handle it? Where the fuck were you? What were you doing on this super important day in this super important moment and you didn't catch it for like two weeks until it was all over the news and and then you finally after a couple of weeks you finally pulled it off because so many people made fun of you for it then you finally go oh it was a mistake it was not a mistake dude these people actually believe that they can get rid of farting cows they actually believe they can get rid of all air travel. All air travel? <laughs> they actually believe that they can tax anybody who makes over $10 million a year 70% of their income? 70. 70. 70. And somehow believe that that's fair? What are we trying for, man? What are we working for? What's the point? You know? We're out here living paycheck to paycheck, direct deposit to direct deposit, whatever it is. We're out here like trying to scrape by, and everybody has the, not everybody, but most people, a lot of people have the dream of not having to live like that have the dream of wanting to make more and, and be able to travel or be able to just not have the stress of, of running out of money when you need it? What happens if I get sick? What happens if my kid gets sick? I mean, people were living with stress on the edge of, of this, like, abyss and, and working hard to not feel that anymore, to not uh, have to worry about where your next dollar is going to come from so that you can put some gas in your car to get to work. Or where you're going to get your kid's next pack of diapers. People are just desperate to not have these kind of stresses and these kind of issues. And somehow, these uh, the people that are behind this Green Deal think the solution for that is just to make everything free. So people don't have to worry about where their next dollar is coming from because it's going to come from the government. And they don't have to worry where their baby's diapers are coming from because it's going to come from the government. They don't worry ha- have to worry about how they're going to make their car payment because it's going to come from the government. 
until the government says, oh, yeah, not only are we going to get rid of air travel, we're going to get rid of vehicles as well. We don't want you driving anymore. Everybody's got to walk or ride a bicycle. Okay, we'll give you a bicycle. Now you're riding a bike everywhere. Fun. And so somehow having everything free, getting your health care, well, I don't have to worry about uh, what happens if my kid gets sick because I got free health care. But somebody's got to pay for that. And the person that's going to pay for that, they're saying, is the people that make over $10 million a year being uh, taxed 70% of their income. So if you make over $10 million a year, you actually only make $3 million a year. Because we're going to take everything, we're going to take 70% from you. That is crazy, man. So we're not working for that. Why would I work for that? Why would I try to better myself and build a company and build a brand and build a name brand and build a this this podcast and, and have a fan uh, a fan base or a listener base? Why would I build this up? Why would I work for that to get to the point where I can uh, take care of my family and, and not have to worry about where my next dollar bill's coming from or how I'm going to uh, buy food next week or whatever, whatever the worry is. But if I get too far up that ladder, they're going to take it all away from me because they got to give it to somebody that doesn't want to work, that doesn't want to put the effort in, that doesn't have the ideas, that doesn't have the creativity, that doesn't have the experience, that doesn't have the drive. It's upsetting, man. It's upsetting. It's, it's not, it is ridiculous. What if right now, what if they came over here and said, hey, uh, the job that you have now, we're going to take 70% of your income. Because you make more than, uh, you, you make more money than somebody who's not, who's not working. And because you make more, more money than somebody who's not working, then we're going to take your money and give it to them. Because they deserve it. They deserve it because they deserve to live for free. Because they deserve to not worry. Now, I got to worry. Because 70% of my income is now gone. But I was already living (laughs) in a high-pressure situation as it was. So, what part of you... If you agree with this taxing people over $10 million who make over $10 million a year, taxing taxing them 70%, what part of you thinks that they're going to stop right there? Why would they stop at $10 million? Let's take 70% of the people that make a $1 million. Let's take 70% of the people that make $100,000. Well, that's a lot of money, $100,000 a year. They don't need all that. Shoot, we got people living on minimum wage, so we can take 70%. Well, let's take 70% of people that make $10,000 a year. I mean, why would you stop it at $10 million? Because there's always going to be somebody who makes less. There's always going to be a class that's, that's below. Even if you're living paycheck to paycheck, there are people that don't even have that, right? There's people that are homeless living on the streets with nothing. So... Why would they stop at 10 million? 
that's just a that that's just a, a a number that they put out there because it sounds good for people that make twenty five thousand a year, fifty thousand a year. It's like, dude, ten million dollars a year is rich. So yeah, let's take their money. Rich people don't need to be rich. Let's take their money. But I, dude, they wouldn't stop there. They're not gonna stop there. It's gonna keep. It's it's gonna. They're just going to take and take and take. First of all, they can't stop there because they can't afford to stop there. If they gave everybody everything free, taxing people that make over $10 million a year, 70% would not cover it. It wouldn't. You can't have free stuff infinitely. You've got to keep paying for it, and eventually that money runs out. So you, you they would have to keep bringing that number down. Let's okay, let's go to 5 million. Let's go to 1 million. Let's go to 500,000. Let's go to 100,000. Let's go to 50,000, 25,000, 10,000, 1,000. Now, everybody who makes any dollar at all, 70%. It's mind-blowing. And it's mind-blowing that anybody would get behind that knowing that that could be the that 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 could be the eventual outcome of trying to go down a system a system like that. But look, man, it got destroyed in the Senate. Their own people can't get behind them on that on that those ideas. It's ridiculous, dude. I'm glad. I'm glad they got destroyed. But it's scary the amount of people that not only got behind it, but would want that. That is, it's, it's quite unbelievable to me. I think you're, you're asking for a lot. I think you're just opening the door to a whole lot of bullshit. All right. Well, that's what's in the news. I think we've, I think we've said it all. Don't you think? I feel like we've said plenty. And, uh, yeah, man, it's been, it's been a good week. All right, guys. Thanks for, 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 thanks for checking us out, man. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for sharing this. I'm going to, I'm going to thank you in advance for sharing this podcast. And, uh, yeah, again, we've said it all, said plenty. And uh, all I got left to say is if you ever find yourself in Alaska in the winter, not sure how to get around. Head for your nearest Tauntaun rental. Okay? All right, guys. I will see you on Monday here at the Tamale Mafia Universe. Peace out.
Tamale Mafia podcast is brought to you by me. The Tamale Mafia podcast is on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Podcast Addict, Overcast, and a bunch of other places. You can also check us out on our host site, shows.pippa.io forward slash Tamale Mafia. For more information about the Tamale Mafia podcast, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tamale Mafia. Our intro music is brought to you by me. Our transition music is brought to you by bensound.com. For more royalty-free music, check out bensound.com. Our outro music is brought to you by Lim. For more mind-blowing intellectual electronic tracks, go to soundcloud.com forward slash get Lim. That's L-I-M-N. And as always, thanks for listening.